Let's go around the Big 12 with Josh Neighbors from Locked On Big 12 Podcast on ESPN Central Texas. Straight up and down 5 o'clock. Good afternoon. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. The 5 o'clock hour is brought to you by VersaLift Southwest, a town manufacturing company currently hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service techs. All of these openings start at $17 an hour or more, and you can apply here in Waco at 7601 Imperial Drive. Joined now by Josh Neighbors, Locked on Big 12 Podcasts. And, uh, Josh, good afternoon. How are you? I'm well. Every time that, that audio hits, I love it. I love it. Second time hearing it. That's <laughs> uh, pretty awesome, boys. Still awesome to me. Th- that means you're a member of the team, Josh. You are an official member. The only official members of the team get their own open. I'm feeling the love. I'm feeling the love. I appreciate it. Let's begin with the, with uh, Jacob Zeno uh, in the transfer portal. A, did you see it coming? B, where do you think he ends up? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a move that you probably had to see coming. I think there's a few quarterbacks in the conference that you probably thought maybe would hit that. Um, and Zeno was one of them, you know, whether he got demoted or not, you know, that's that's kind of a weird spot. But, yeah, it's a quarterback who's shown us some great moments, but not a whole lot. And I think because of that, you know, I, I, I'm trying to think about places that are pressed for quarterbacks. Um, maybe it's a lower tier, you know, maybe a school like a Wake Forest takes him right. He's a guy that's actually shown some deep shot potential, Jamie Newman kind of guy that showed some deep shot potentials. So maybe he, he replaces Sam Hartman when he moves moves on after the season's over. So he's going to have a lot of options because of the caliber of recruit that he was and some of the nice stuff that he showed. Uh, but there are some big questions about him. So the news not shocking, uh, but I think the possibilities for him are, are pretty decent. Is there any time to sign the sound the alarms for OU fans? Is there a problem in OU? Or is West Virginia a much better football team? Yeah, that game was that game was weird. You know, Oklahoma, they might do this thing all year where they just win close games. It could be one of those seasons where they do that. You look last year, their September was very rough. They they had, did have a bad September. They turned the quarter in October. So that's why I'm kind of all eyes on this Kansas State game, a team they've struggled with the last two years. Uh, and also it's October, so a chance to turn the corner. How does Spencer Rattler respond? How does the offensive line respond? They have not been very good so far this season there's so many questions surrounding that team so i'm not sounding the alarm yet i think college football fans overreact all the time but this week is a great test i want to see it this week because that west virginia defense to be honest actually it's a really good defense really good unit let's see this week how they respond how they, how they look before we really start you know uh bringing out the boo birds and asking for asking for caleb williams <laughs> and you know saying really sounding the alarm Two points. One, Brown's a heck of a football coach. And two, how does that? That's a that's got to be a tough deal for Spencer. I mean, to to have you know the backup quarterback's name being chanted in the stadium, and then to, on national television to be asked about it. Well, I mean, let's think about this real quick. You want to bring in a freshman quarterback? I know he's talented. A freshman quarterback behind a bad offensive line that can't establish the run. Uh, and Spencer Rattler hasn't done very well. Do you think Caleb Williams is, is going to start being, you know, uh, Peyton Manning with the arm and, and, and Michael Vick with the feet? Like, that's not going to happen. I, I mean, I, I bet a lot of the problems that Spencer's having right now would persist, and Lincoln Riley even said as much after the game. He told Holly Rowe, look, we didn't play well around Spencer. So, yes, yeah, Spencer's not been great, but things around it haven't been, haven't been good either. Look this week at Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's offensive line had their best week of the season. And guess what? So did Spencer Sanders. 
So maybe there is a lot to what Lincoln Riley is saying about not playing well around Rattler. But he, he's a hot shot, man. And he's, he's one of those guys. He's got a talent. He's got to tune it out like he did last year after getting benched and recover. He's shown that he can recover from adversity once. I'm not going to bet on him you know, not doing it again. I, I think he's going to be okay. TCU has to bounce back from a great game against the SMU Ponies. SMU and Tanner Mordecai playing very well offensively, leading the nation in a couple of statistics. Is TCU able to rebound off that game and handle Texas at home? Uh, guys, what's going on there? I mean, the defense is bad. The offense has got it figured out. This is, you know, <laughs> up is down at TCU right now. Um, I don't know what the fix is because their offense, their defense rather, looks so lost. Last week, 42 points given up. Also, they, they picked off Tanner Mordecai three times. So, if you're still giving up that many points, it means your defense is pretty much beast or famine. they got torts on the ground as well. I mean, they've got a lot to figure out. On the upside, the offense looks good. And um, they're heading to a situation this week, you know, they've had a lot of success against the Longhorns. So, if they're going to turn it around. This is the week to do it. But if they don't, man, some serious questions have to be asked about Gary Patterson because – We've been, we've been waiting for that, that kind of bounce back for a while now. They've been pretty me- mediocre the last few years. So uh, questions will be asked if they don't get it done this week and, and if Texas beats them in any way, shape, or form like they beat Tech last week. Josh, it, it just it's not going to get any easier for, for Matt Wells and, and the Red Raiders. I mean, that was, that was a thrashing on Saturday in Austin, and now they get to go play at Morgantown, which is no easy task. Yeah, this is this is a difficult moment for them. Um, last week, you know, losing losing Tyler Shuck was obviously uh, a really big you know a, a big moment for them. But they, they weren't going to win the game anyway. That was a game they had to get because last year not had to get, but last year they had Texas dead to rights and didn't get it, and that could have been a landmark win to help Matt Wells out. Well, now he loses the quarterback. Columbia's a really good backup. You're really lucky to have a guy like that coming in. But West Virginia, as we've seen, is a team that is really stout on defense. They get after the quarterback well, but they can be had in the second half. Brought this up a bunch, guys. In in uh, in six quarters against Power Five teams, in the second half this year, they've scored. I think it's like six or nine points. Uh, they had the second half against Maryland, three points. Second half against Tech, three points, and then they were shut out against Oklahoma in the second half. So West Virginia, as good as they are. They can be had if you can stay consistent and be a bit more consistent than they are. Baylor traveling to Oklahoma State. This team seems to be on such a roll right now and have the confidence. Do they have enough to get it done with that offensive line that's played very well against Oklahoma State's defensive line to give them enough to come away and steal one from Oklahoma State? Yeah, what I loved about Baylor's game against Iowa State was how balanced it was. Offensively, they took care of the football, as, you know, outside of the of, of the fumble. Um, special teams got them a score, and then everybody's talking about that. But, but the second return by Ebner was the more important one because it put him in position to get a field goal. So he basically accounted for ten points in that game, and also the offense was. Best. So I mean, they took care of business uh, at all three places. The defense. I've been saying this a bunch, but. Baylor, uh, Baylor allowed five Iowa State trips inside the 25, five separate ones, where they held them to four field goals and they got a pick. That is bend but don't break, like, personified. So I think because of that, they've got the balance to take care of business 
But Oklahoma State at home last week showed their quality. They showed that poise and kind of ability to really take care of, uh, of their work at home against a good team. I'm going to favor the Cowboys here, but obviously Baylor has kind of proven me wrong and proven a lot of people wrong, showed they can get it done. So I, it's an exciting game. It's a great opportunity, but I'd favor Oklahoma State in that one. Is, is it the game of the week of the conference? I think it's going to be, yeah, I think it's going to be the most competitive game of the week. I, people Nationally, people will say, hey, Oklahoma-Kansas State, because of the record, because of the history there, uh, it's a bit more interesting. But, look, if you follow this conference week to week, Baylor's win last week compiled with the fact that Oklahoma State had their best game is 4-0 and has a great home field advantage. This could be the battle for who is team number three and potentially number two if Iowa State doesn't get it together. This could, this could be – uh, who is the front runner to face OU at the end of the year in Dallas? I really think it could be that kind of game. Even with Texas sitting there, they got the one loss, but obviously it was outside of conference. Yeah, exactly. So Texas is right there. I still have some doubts about that defense. They got pushed around by Arkansas, and Texas Tech threw on them. So I know the Tech game, you know, some of the scores came in garbage time, but, but you got to think about that. They got dominated, absolutely dominated on the ground against Arkansas, and Texas Tech was able to do some stuff through the air. So if I'm Texas, I, I mean, Texas has the best player in the conference, period. B. John Robinson's the best player in the Big 12. I actually don't think it's a very close uh, race. But, but the defense does give me some pause about kind of uh, putting them at team number two at this point. They're in the mix for number three. You've got to get more consistent than that on the ball, though. Talking with Josh Neighbors from Locked On Big 12, the podcast. Josh, they're not in the league, but uh, they're coming. Do, do you keep an eye on on the Cincinnati's and the BYU's of the world right now? How do you not? I mean, <laughs> guys, Cincinnati's got a chance this week. If they beat Notre Dame and they win out, they cannot be kept out of the playoffs. They might get because it's just, you know, it's a garbage system. But how do you keep them out? I mean, this, this is what I've been saying. If Clemson had just lost to Georgia – and go on undefeated, and Cincinnati just goes undefeated. You put those two together, Cincinnati would have the better resume. A win against uh, Indiana and a win at Notre Dame. It's a better resume. Now, would they get in over Clemson if they win 11-1, 12-1? I don't know, but they should be. They, they have got the ability, man. I mean, this is a great opportunity for them coming off of a bye to go on the road. They're favored in Vegas last time I checked as well. What an opportunity for Luke Fickle and also BYU. I mean, not I mean, kind of quietly because the games are late at night. But putting together a really nice season, they've got a chance with with the way their schedule is structured. To you know, I know they play Baylor later on uh, to have a potentially ten plus win season as well. So yeah, things are things are looking pretty up for the two potential uh, top dogs joining the Big Twelve here in a few years. Josh, uh, what are you working on right now for uh, for the Locked On Big Twelve podcast? Well, power rankings coming out here pretty soon, uh, which should be fun. How about biggest storylines? Obviously, previews every single week. This conference, tell you what, guys, the middle class is strong. It's a lot of fun. So many questions. I mean, is there a conference that's got more talking points than the Big 12 right now? I don't think there is. Uh, it's a lot of fun right now in this conference. As always, it's a pleasure. We appreciate your time. Yep, guys, whenever you want me. We'll see you. That is uh, Josh Neighbors, Locked on Big 12 Podcast. Uh, you can catch that uh, uh, on his podcast. It's uh, t- 11 minutes after 5.